Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hall, psychology student, wife, and mama four. On this podcast, I share helpful life tips and stories from inspirational women. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today. Enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, today I'm here with Brandy. Brandy is the owner and CEO of Luminosity Media Group, formed in 2011. Brandy Iberia, uh, Iberia's company focuses on areas of marketing and promotion, social media development and management, public relations, event planning, artist development, entertainment resources. Woo, that's a lot. <laughs> I work for a mark a digital marketing company, and I swear when people are like, "What do they offer?" And I'm just like spewing all this Everything. stuff, and they're like, "That's a lot of stuff." I'm like, "I know." Yeah. Uh, so, Brandy is a graduate of Howard University, where she received her bachelor's in music. She went on to acquire her master's in business administration through the University of Phoenix. Brandy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Megan, we were just kind of saying offline, you know, just how quickly it it comes up. And I'm so excited to be here just to chat with you. A couple of things that you said, even on your other podcast that I listened to was that you just, you want to get to know the person behind all the stuff, right? Yes. And so that that's what I'm here for. And I'm excited to have the conversation. In the very beginning of people like go all the way back to the beginning, we did focus a lot on businesses, but you know, I just felt like there's so many podcasts that do that. Exactly. And I'm like, that's not really niche for you to be like, okay, tell me about your business. And so yeah. I want to get to know the person, what, you know, and when you tell your story, people start to love you and they're like, mm -hmm. oh, I want to work with Brandy. She's amazing. So Absolutely. Brandy, you have a podcast too. Tell us a little bit I about do. that. I do. I do. It's called Marketing with Black Girl Magic. And it was an opportunity for me to just kind of expand the reach. Um, what I've learned, you know, as I kind of grew in marketing, initially starting uh, focusing around entertainment uh, marketing because I was a musician first, a singer, songwriter, bass player. Wow. And, uh, you guys can't see right now. We're actually on Zoom, but there's a guitar in the background. There's a little neck sticking up over there. Those are my children. <laughs> and so anyhow, um, you know, I just I've always been a little bit different. And so I ended up moving in going from entertainment marketing into small business marketing. And I've just kind of tapped in every area. But what I started to notice as I started to get into some of the the bigger corporate areas and being able to sit at certain tables, I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me. Right. But there were a lot of us out there. And so I created this podcast to kind of highlight uh, African-American women in marketing, PR and all of these other um, areas that sometimes we don't always see. Right. And so it, but anyone can tune in because we're still talking about typical marketing things for your brand, for your product, for your service and for you. So yeah, you can find it on anywhere you find your favorite podcast. And I, and you know, people are like, I don't have a business, so I don't know about marketing. Market yourself. Market yourself. I will tell like you. Like all our own brand. Absolutely. Yeah, employers <laughs> will go and look at your stuff. Like seriously, you know, I'm like, well, they might not want to hire me. Some of the stuff <laughs> I post. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's just, it's about, it's about, it's about what you place out there. You know, you, you, you can be yourself, but what do you want 
people to see. And so I kind of help people again, whether it's, you know, you have an actual business or you're just an individual that wants to reface your social media, then I'm the girl for you. Yes. I apply. I'm going into a master's program for psychology in the fall. Wonderful. And in my little bio thing they asked for, I mentioned my podcast because I'm like, that's a big deal. It is. You know, (laughs) absolutely. I mean, because what it speaks to is consistency. It speaks to organization. It's, it speaks to the fact that you can actually have a conversation for 45 minutes. Some people can't do that, you know, right. so, it, and, and we don't realize that a lot of the skills and things that uh, employers are looking for, you have, you might not just have uh, labeled it yet, but it's in you. Yeah. And I want to be a professor. So they're going to look and see my podcast. So when I feel like I don't want to podcast anymore, I remind myself like, you know, when I go to become a professor, they're going to look at my podcast. And by then I will have been doing it for like 10 years. And they're like, (laughs) he can talk to people. She can teach people things. And she's very consistent. There you go. (laughs) We got to think outside of the box. Exactly. You're spot on. You're spot on. So Brandy, when you uh, applied, you talked about falling in love with yourself. I don't want to start there. I want to, I want to back it up. You know, you yeah, got, that's a journey. We yeah, we can't start with like, oh, I fell in love with myself. You got to know how you got there. Exactly. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your journey about like, you know, when you felt like I don't own myself, you know, I've been there too, where I'm just like, mm, I don't like myself very much. You know, yeah. and I look back and I'm like, I did not like her very much. <laughs> yeah, like, ooh, wait a minute. Who's that girl? No, no, thank, thank you for asking that question. And, and I, I, I think it is important to know that it is a journey and it is a decision that I have to make every day, Megan. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, now, it's, yeah, I can say I love myself so much today, but tomorrow I might not feel the same, but right? it's a choice that I make, you know, and the thing is what we don't realize, and then I'll kind of take you guys back on a little bit of the journey. <laughs> we don't realize that the relationship with ourselves, it's a little, it's different, but it's still an actual relationship. Just like, you know, if you're married or you're, you know, you have a significant other, um, that it's a choice <laughs> yes. to, to love them daily or to say I'm going to love you for the rest of my life because as as humans we're flawed we don't always Mm -hmm. get it right right and so love covers a multitude of sins it covers a multitude of irritants (laughs) right and so in the same way that we give ourselves to other people sometimes undeservingly why can't we do the same for ourselves why can't we choose ourselves every day and so this is, like I said, this is, uh, this has been a journey and it is a lifelong journey for me. And so I started as a little fat girl (laughs) and I, and it's, it's, it's something I like, I have to say, you know, because that was a part of the, the, the issue that kind of came with seeing myself in a positive way, because in our society, beauty is connected to thin beauty is connected to a certain uh you know just a certain uh, aesthetic and a certain look right but beauty is absolutely in the eye of the beholder and so it's up to you to make the decision and choice um and it does take work to work through what society says yeah and kind of create your own path and so I was a little fat girl you know an only child and, um, you know, my, my parents were divorced. I think I they married when I was five, <laughs> divorced when I was nine. My dad was an alcoholic. Uh, my mom was just an extreme extrovert trying to find herself. So 
at some point she was a clown, literally y'all, like red nose. <laughs> and I had to go with her to birthday parties. Oh Lord. <laughs> she was a motivational speaker and she was all of these different things. And I think almost in a journey of trying to find herself. And so what happens to a little chubby girl when you know the parents split and you kind of you're trying to find your identity in other people mm -hmm. in the beginning yeah right? my parents so, divorced god, too so i feel you <laughs> oh my god you get it too oh my yeah, god yeah i get it and so it was um and and the thing the good the beautiful thing is i did have a loving well even my my father both very loving parents even though they didn't work out but for some reason sometimes you take the fault on yourself mm -hmm. and then that compiles on top of the other things yeah and so I had to learn how to unpack and say, okay, Brandy, what's your issue? And mm -hmm. what's everybody else's issue? For real. Okay, if this is everybody else's issue, why am I carrying it? And so then I started to learn that some of the weight was connected to carrying actual, you know, not actual, well, like uh, what do you, an intangible weight yeah. of other people, you know? So when you realize it, uh, you know, a lot of times we think that, you know, weight is, is connected to just what you're eating, but no, it's very much mental. And so mm -hmm. again, this was a, pro a process of being able to look in the mirror and say, you know, no, I love you. Even though mom and dad aren't together. I love you, Brandy, even though, you know, you weren't able to get the A on the test, you know, so it, it, it grew from there. And so mom went on, I can't leave her as a, as a, as a clown, you guys, I have to <laughs> We got to tell it, say where she finished at least, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so mom went on to do some amazing things. She became a motivational speaker, then a pastor, and then an entrepreneur. Wow. She has three, she has a bakery and all the grocery stores in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. That's where some of her products are. And, and so again, but that's been her own journey. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and dad has since passed away. Uh, but then I was able to look back as I grew up and see that mom made the best decision at the time, right? And so a lot of the things that we're dealing with and a lot of the loads that we're carrying, we start to uh, c connect our identity to it, uh, although the process has not finished, right? right? And so we can't stop in the middle of the crazy, if you will. And so again, so through that, watching my parents kind of grow through their own things, um, I started to discover more of me. Right. And mm -hmm. so then it's, uh, some of the some of the some of the love of the love revealed itself through friends who loved me in spite of some of the love re revealed itself through my faith, you know, and just kind of getting to know something that was bigger than me, because when you start to see the world bigger than just your your house. Yeah. Your little beauty, bubble. Yeah. Your little bubble. Then it's like what am I complaining about? You know, because you see that this person is struggling in this country or whatever it is. Right. And so I think one of the biggest things, and I'll stop talking because I can go. Oh, I love it when people you go. Love it. I'm like, this makes my job easier. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I learned, the one of the biggest thing that, that helped me to, again, discover love when I, when you, it's always easier to choose a negative. One yeah. of the biggest things that I discovered was gratitude. Mm. when I started to be grateful instead of waking up and saying, Oh, this doesn't fit right. Or, Oh, I wish my hair was like this or whatever. I just was like, gosh, I'm breathing, <laughs> you know, uh, or, you know what? Wow. You know, I, I have a safe home to live in and gratitude began to open doors for me that mm. I never could imagine because it, it, it's, it stopped being just about me. 
and it's so interesting. It's like you want it to be about you. And then when you stop making it about you, it becomes about you. It's like <laughs> this strange cycle of life. And so it's a it's a law, if you will, of detachment. It's mm -hmm. a it's a grip knowing when to grip and when to let go, you know, because that that's another thing. Sometimes when we don't learn how to let go again, we're carrying more weight. And then and that's the craziest part. As I grew up, you guys, and then I, I went on to high school, um, uh, I, I lost the weight. I was I was real thin and and I'm not well, I was healthy, uh, but I, and I became very popular, but I still felt weighted. You know, so that's where I'm going. So initially it's like, oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And then right. it becomes something else. And so, you know, it's it's a process and it's a journey. And I think I, I think all together when I think about it, um, it's 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 surviving the lesson. Right. And so if you can make it through, uh, I always say this, <clears throat> if you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> Don't yeah. stop there. <laughs> Keep going. And so there are a lot of mottos and um, sayings that kind of helped me go throughout throughout uh, my life. And because of me getting to the finish line or and then crossing over to the next level, uh, it, it, it allowed me to see myself differently because it's like, oh, if I can come through that, mm -hmm. I can get through this. And so it's also the reminders of, of where I've come from. So love is a journey that I'm still on. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in a good place right now. I, I guess I can kind of wrap the, the love part up with, you know, so uh, over the last couple years, well, I can speak specifically from the pandemic. Ugh. I, uh, <laughs> you know, that was another, it was a sitting down for a lot of us. Like, right? you know, it was like, we're all, we all, we've all been going, going, going. And it was like, oh no, stay home look at yourself again. Are you sure you're, are you sure you really love yourself? Are you sure you love the people that you're stuck in the house with? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. It was all of these things. And so it required me to do another level of reevaluation. And so out of the pandemic was birthed uh, my, my first uh, book, uh, 365 days of loving you. Yeah. So it was a journey of that. And so I was like, oh, you know what? I could take all of the journeys from, you know, a kid till now. And I made it like a journal and it is broken into 52 weeks. And so, yeah, every week people have to look at themselves and love themselves more. So again, it's an ongoing journey and I'm excited to be on it because I'm discovering really, really amazing things about myself. Yeah. It can be real difficult. Like you're, you're telling your story and I'm like, I feel that in my soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I, you, you know, when I was in my late twenties or I always felt I was a perfectionist growing up, my parents had high expectations for me. Right. So I felt like I had to fit into this box. I had to get all A's. I had to do this. Like my parents got really upset if I got less than an A and they're like, you can do better. <laughs> uh, and so I always felt like I needed to, I wasn't very popular in school. I wasn't unpopular. I was like in the middle ground. Like I just kind of like was there. <laughs> I was unpopular in middle school. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't even know where popular came from in high school. I don't know. <laughs> I, and so I just like always felt like I had to do all these things to be accepted. Sure. And then I got into college and I had, you know, I started partying a lot and then I had all these friends and I'm like, Oh, I'm popular. Well, they're superficial relationships, right? When you fit yeah. into a box, 
that yeah. other people want you to fit in. Once you don't fit into that box anymore, they're like, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's and- so good. I'm so glad you said that because that's another part. Again, here's that journey all right. over again, because especially when you're young and growing mm-hmm. up, you're still finding yourself. So yes. do I fit in this box? Do I fit in that box? But the thing is, you will always fit in your box, yeah. you know, and I hate to say box. I'll say, yeah. I'll say you'll fit in your sphere, your world, your, you know, what have you, you'll all, you, you will always fit with you. You know, th- there's one person that you can never get away from. You know, you still, you know, for those people who have kids, you try to steal away to the bathroom. Oh my God, I have four of them. Oh God. (laughs) So you can have a moment to yourself, you know, or whatever, or, you know, or maybe you don't have kids. You take a vacation away from the spouse or whatever. You can't get away from you. You you know, from the, from the moment you're born to the day you die. So why not choose yourself? No, exactly. And in my late twenties or mid to late twenties, I became a fitness coach and I lost a lot of weight, probably unhealthy amount of weight. I would go that far. And people loved me and they're like, oh my gosh, you look so so good. And you know, now I had all these friends again. Well, once I started gaining that weight back, guess what? Those superficial friendships started dropping off. And that's when you find the people who are your true friends when you're so not true. fitting into the societal expectations. Yes. I, I learned during that time, like I tried to be an extrovert because I was like, that's accepted. I'm like, no, I'm actually an introvert. These Me are the too, things actually. I'm into. <laughs> I um, got my mental health dis- or mental health diagnosis. Anybody who listens, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and I started on medication. I started becoming stabilized. Well, when I wasn't so chaotic, guess what? More superficial friendships fell off because wow. they yes. had- this expectation of me. Mm -hmm. And then I no longer fit it. So like one of the things is when you truly find yourself and you start to love yourself and you embrace who you are, you'll find those superficial friendships will just slide right off. And the people who are your true friends will be there still standing. Absolutely. And that's, and that's, it's, it's, it's such an amazing experience to see what surfaces when the dust settles, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, because again, sometimes we're spinning out of control. I like to say you're spinning into control. Sometimes <laughs> I'm spinning out. Sometimes you're spinning. It feels like everything's falling apart. And sometimes that spinning is set to, to get everything that does that's not anchored to you to be able to, like, I think I like to think of it as like the spin cycle at the end of the wash. It's like the last little bit, get it off. Right. Yeah. And so when it's done, your clothes are nice and clean, put them in a dryer, they're ready to go in the same way. Once your spin cycle stops in your life, what's supposed to be connected to you will still be there. This is something else I say all the time, any body, any person, that can walk away from you, let them walk. Mm -hmm. Your destiny is not tied to anything that left, right? Everything that you need is connected to you right now. And you are more than enough. And sometimes you feel like, well, nothing's connected to me, you know, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and that's for people who have people around them there, you know, I love to speak to that because a lot of times people feel like loneliness only happens for people who aren't married or people who don't have a family. Sometimes you can feel lonely with hundreds of people around you. Yeah. Right. And so it's a, it's a, it's a mindset, if you will. And when you really feel secure in yourself and you know who you are and who's for you 
And that comes through the spin. <laughs> no, you know, exactly. That, comes that spin cycle. And so at the end of that, I'm so excited that I'm able to say that I have a friend that has lasted the spin cycle, you guys, 30 years strong. Yeah. You know, I've known her since like middle school, you know? And so that's, and it's like, God, you're still here through the next phase of life. And there are many that have come along the way that I thought would be with me to the end this year alone. Oh my gosh. I don't know if this is like the year of crucial conversations, but oh my God, I have had so many heart to hearts. I'm like, I don't want to have another heart to heart because I know that at the end of it, it was either going to be uh, walking away or a coming together. And a, a big chunk of them was a walk away. Mm. And it was like, I don't want, I don't want to have another conversation. If it's going to end me with end with not having another friend. And I had to remind myself of the spin cycle. I had to yeah. remind myself that anyone that can't stand the next level is not supposed to be there. Yeah. yeah. Well, they say people in your life or, or people in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I have a friend that I've been friends with for 15 years. She, we became friends during that partying time and oh, we've yeah. stayed friends through these. I say, I, I'm thankful you've been friends with me through the many iterations that are making. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's like, because, and, and, and what you're saying too, is, is because it's, it's, um, it's different versions of you. I'm not the same me I was, like you said, 15 years ago. Yeah. I'm not the same me I was five years ago. Mm. And if you can find people that can roll with you <laughs> through all the phases of, remember we were talking about, there are moments and some of those versions of me, I, I did not like, right? Yeah. And so you stayed with me through that phase. <laughs> You're okay with me, you know? And so again, uh, it, it's it's life is a really beautiful thing. This is something else I was talking about. I don't know where I put this, but I was talking about it because when we, we think about life and you could say love, you know, in a way, you know, we think about the it from the beginning and the end. You know, I was born on this date. If you think, even if you see a gravestone or a grave marker, you see the beginning and you see the end. Right. But life, love, joy, happen, uh, joy, happiness, it happens in the dash. Not, not the beginning and not the end. It happens in the dash. What are you doing with the dash? <laughs> the thing right. in between, the years in between, you know, because that's where you lived. That's where you loved. That's where you chose you, you know? And so this is a journey, like I said, and we, and I think we might've said five times. Somebody count how many times Megan and Brandy said journey. <laughs> 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 on this podcast, but it's a really, really beautiful thing. And the other thing I'll say too is slow down, you know, because again, <laughs> none of us are getting out of this alive. <laughs> and not to be morbid, but we aren't. Uh, yeah. Right. And so slow down, smell the roses, watch a sunset, take a moment. Because so we're, once we we reach one victory, we're rushing over to the next. Right. Or once, once we have one uh, failure, we can't, here comes the next one. You know, take a moment in between and just breathe and just be, right? And so, so that you have uh, opportunity to enjoy the dash, yeah. Yeah. Hey everyone, over the years I've had people ask how they can support the podcast, so I finally did it. I bit the bullet and I set up my own Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash inspired women podcast. If you would like to support my little hobby, head on over to Patreon. You can join one of the tiers I already have set up or you can do a custom pledge and you can cancel at any point in time. So enjoy the rest of the episode.
No, definitely. And I, you mentioned like, you know, sometimes you didn't like yourself, but you had those people stuck by. That's how my spouse, we've been married for almost 11 years. And yes. I was like, I don't know how you didn't divorce me a long <laughs> time ago because they were, I, I had some rough years. <laughs> and, but you know, he, but he it would, goes back. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's please. okay. He just said like, I, I always knew that the Megan, the real Megan was in there somewhere. And he was like, and I love the real Megan. I don't love this superficial person or this person who's, you know, trying to be something she's not. He was like, I loved you, the real you. And he was like, I could see that underneath all the crap that you were (laughs) trying to do. (laughs) It goes back to love being a choice. It goes back to that thing. That's that choice. You know, I'm choosing to love you, you know, when, when you're not, you know, uh, acting like the Megan, you know, I know, or I choose to love you when you're, um, you know, not acting like the Brandy, I know, you know, and so, and so in this, same way, you know, we talk about the romantic love, which is an eros love, husband to wife or, you know, spouse to spouse, um, you know, but in the same way, whether it's your friends, you're choosing your children, like there, I, I don't know, I'm sure Megan, Megan, you've heard of the five love languages, you're going to get yes. in psychology. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so the five lo- love languages, it's a real thing. I took the quiz, I take the quiz every now and again, just to see if my love languages have changed. That's the thing. I think sometimes for those people who do know about the five love languages, uh, I'll, I'll describe it briefly. It's, um, it's, it's the way, it's the way you process love. I think that's probably the easiest way to kind of say it. And we all kind of process it differently. And, and, and I think uh, the best way is to give an example. If I, uh, like for instance, mine is I think my top one was acts of service. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband's one of the, his top ones is acts of service. Yes. What, do you know what yours is, Megan? Oh yeah. Uh, it, it very, they're very close. They're only like, they'll switch from words of affirmation to physical touch. They're usually only like separated by a point. So they're like pretty tied. Yeah. Yeah. No, mine is uh, acts of service and words of affirmation. And so, but again, and so I was actually talking to a guy and he was like, I don't, I'm not into all that. And I'm like, you're not into knowing how you want to be loved. Okay, great. I'll just, I'll just do acts of service, even though you need touch, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, it's not for you. You know, people get scared of, of knowledge for some reason, right? <laughs> but anyhow, um, you know, but it's, it's honestly the love languages is not as much for you as it is for the other people who are trying to love you. Yes. Right. And so if acts of service is my love language, and you keep touching me, <laughs> although I might like touch as well. Um, I'm still going to, there's still going to be a part of me that's depleted. Yeah. Right. And so in the same way, you know, if, if Megan needs words of affirmation and you just keep giving her stuff for like giving her gifts, she might say, well, thank you. And she probably will like the gifts, but yeah. there's gonna be a deficit because what she needs to hear is that Megan, you're adorable. Megan, you're so amazing. Megan, oh my God, look at what you've done with these podcasts. Look at all the people that you're connecting, you know, uh, all walks of life. You've made right. your mark, girlfriend. Like <laughs> I am queen of words of affirmation. I could give you words of affirmation until you start crying because, <laughs> because I mean, and it's because, because it comes from a genuine place. I can feel it. I can see it. And right. so um, that is a big part of even learning to love you. So we talk about it for other people, but then if I know that words of affirmation is something that I need, then if, if I can't get it from another person, there are other ways that I can get it. Sometimes it's, you know, I know sometimes I go on YouTube, here's a couple tips. 
I'll go on YouTube because sometimes you don't always have access to people, but I'll listen to speakers, mentors, people like Les Brown. I love him. I mean, he, he starts every one of his motivational speeches. You have greatness in you. Talk about words of affirmation. <laughs> like, listen to Les Brown. You're going to get it. By the end of it, you're going to be walking around saying there's greatness in me, you know? And so in the same way, if I need other things, there's ways that you can still get it for yourself until that person comes around. Exactly. There's like, we said five. There's yeah. gifts, acts of service, quality time, physical touch and words of affirmation. Oh yes. I always forget the, uh, okay. So gifts, right? Yeah. My spouse, his two that are really high are acts of service and quality time. His definition of quality time and mine are different. And I've learned what his is like, Oh yeah. (laughs) uh, So for me, I would expect us to go out of the house and do all these things, but for him, just watching TV on the couch at night, just the two of us, that's quality time. Um, Oh yes. And acts of service, this is going to sound really silly, but I make his, when he comes home from, if he comes home from work in the morning or on the weekends, I will make him coffee. I'll ask him if he wants coffee and he'll say yes. And I think people who come to visit us think it's really weird that I'll make his coffee, but that's an act of service. Like he really appreciates that. He really appreciates when I cook for him. Like they're small things, but you know, oh, I, I'm so glad that you said that because when you start to hear, I think this is kind of why the guy I was talking about just felt like, no, it's too, because you think it's always these grand gestures. No, yeah. it's not acts of service. Like in the same way for me, like just if, if I'm walking in the house and someone holds the door and then actually helps me with the grocery bag. Yeah. I am like, oh my God, don't fall in love with this person, Brandy. Do not. <laughs> fall in love with this person for carrying your back because it's just the because I do I I am a entrepreneur I'm a business owner I mentor youth I help people with disabilities get jobs I mean I have so many things that I do and then for when someone actually helps me I literally might fall in love like you know it could be the smallest thing in the same way too you said um even with the qual, like I'm quality time is like, I think my third one, but for me, it's the same thing where it's like, it doesn't have to be some trip to Turks and Caicos, right. just sit in the room with me while I'm on my laptop and yeah. you don't even have to look at me. Just, I just want to know you're there. Like it literally shifts for different people. So I think that's good to say, if you guys do decide to, uh, uh, dis- discover what your, your love language is, it's still going to take more conversation you know, with that person to really kind of get to the, to the core of what, what really works for you. I've learned narcissists are very good at this uh, Um, because like I, oh, I've been in relationships with many narcissists, but they're manipulative. So they realize, oh, this is what works for, I, I tell you, I ended up in so many toxic relationships because they knew how to like, you know, give me words of affirmation in the beginning. Yes. 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 That's how they catch you. Yeah. And then the cycle would happen. Anybody who's, I'm a domestic violence survivor and anybody who has been in a toxic or abusive relationship knows there's a cycle, right? Yes. They're really, really nice. Then they're really crappy. And then when you're just had enough, they'll be really nice again. And it'll continue because they want, like, they want you to feel hope that it will someday they'll be better. And so you know, they would talk me up, make me feel really great. I feel awesome. And then they would flip the switch and it would be like, 
talking like nasty to you and making you like, like tearing you down. And then once you're ready to just leave, they just do it all. And it's just like, I'm like, they're really, they're really talented at being able to like manipulate your words of like your words of affirmation, your love language, whatever that is to catch you and then keep you there. That is such a good point because just as beautiful as it is to know that you have to, I mean, no, it's in terms of know what those love languages are. You have to be still be on guard in some ways because people will use, can use it against you exactly as you said. And um, so I'm, and I'm glad you were transparent with uh, the, the DV. And so there was a, a time in my life too talk, talking about that journey of love where I was in a domestic violence situation living in Atlanta with the person and it didn't start that way. It never starts with being hurt or hit or uh, uh, talked to in a way that just makes you, right. and no one would ever believe like Brandy, how in the way could, how, how in the world could she ever be in something like that? And I was, I was manipulated. I, I mean, to the point where I wouldn't even like, he could leave, like he didn't want me to work, uh, you know? And so for me, I was thinking, oh, because I was raised that a man is the provider, right? right? So he was providing. Nope, you don't work. So that's the thing. It's always this very thin line where it seems like it's good, but it's something else underneath it. And that reveals itself in time. And so he wouldn't just leave me home, but he would also say, you can't, I couldn't answer the phone while he was gone. I couldn't open the blinds while he was gone. What? Yeah. So I'm literally sitting in the it's sunlight. I'm sitting in a dark house and I, I'm not answering the phone. I'm a grown woman. What what is wrong with that picture? Right. And so it took a moment. It took again, it took time and getting out of the house and eventually connecting with people who reminded me of who I am, you know, right. and again, or even just listening again, if you can't get out to people. YouTube is your friend. Every, every, every figure that you need in your life, if you need a father figure, if you need a mother figure, if you need a mentor, whatever it is, you can find some speaker that speaks to that. And so mine was a, as a man, his name is T.D. Jakes. And every time I turned on something that he said, it would just remind me of who I was. And at some point, I ended up leaving Atlanta and going back to Milwaukee. That's where I'm from in Milwaukee. I was thinking I was 26 years old at that time. I came back with just a plastic bag with clothes. I said I would never come back to my mother's house. And I was a graduate from Howard University. I did all of these things. And here I am coming back with a plastic bag full of clothes. My mom opened the door. She let me in. And my, my abuser, drove, like, that's another story for another time. My abuser right. drove me from Atlanta. Like, why he decided to let me go? There's, like, a story in the Bible about um, Noah, not Noah, uh, I forget exactly what it was. It's um, uh, Pharaoh, let my people go. I, the Israelites, they were caught in Egypt. So, and so he didn't, he, his heart was hardened. He didn't want to let them go. I felt like I had a, a real Pharaoh moment, like, <laughs> Who softened this dude's heart to drive me home? I don't know. And he literally dropped me off and then got back in his car and headed back. And my mom was in the house praying. And she was like, I prayed you home. Like, that's what she said. I prayed you home. You know, and I came home and I was there. I was mad. I was frustrated because I didn't want to be home. I didn't want to be 27 back at mom's house, but I made my way and I stayed there for a short time. I think by November of that year, I was back in my own apartment. I was working at a, at a company about a 
couple years after that, I ended up leaving that company and doing my own business. And now I've had my own company for over, over 12 years now, you know, wow. so the Media group is what you mentioned. Um, and so that is a full fledged marketing PR company. And again, it's, it's been a long time coming, but it's, 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 uh, like I said, the, the choice of loving you, it starts with your own choice. And then you want to check your circle. Who do you have around you? And so thanking, thanking God for people like my mother and my aunts and my family, and even some friends that knew that I was so far out of who I was that they, you know, that they needed to do something, you know, about it. And so I came back and I'll say this last thing too, because for those people who have been in abusive relationships, like Megan was saying, it is a cycle. It is absolutely a cycle. And so even though I was out of that relationship for a year, I still thirsted to go back. I yeah. wanted to go back. He Same. Was my familiar, right? He's familiar. I don't know these people. I feel like I didn't even know my friends anymore. I didn't want to be here. But I, I stayed the course, you know, and I, I, I was I was grateful. And then I started to see little wins, started to celebrate those little wins. And now 2021 author, uh, you know, luxury apartment. I'll toot my own horn for that <laughs> you know, because this is a long time coming. I mean, I was right. going from broke. I had nothing, you know, and now it's like, OK, thank God for 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 where I am now. And I'm so excited about what's to come. Yeah. And I, I like how you mentioned that you, you thirsted for him. Cause like I did. when I left my ex, there was, uh, I left him in July. I met my husband at a wedding in October of that wow. same year. Wow. I don't know if I hadn't, if I hadn't met my husband, I don't know. I might've gone back. I might've gone exactly. back. I mean, exactly. cause we lived in the same area. We have a child together. Um, and I will say, uh, because I don't know if anybody who knows him is listening. He was an alcoholic and a drug addict and he's since yeah. become sober and he's remarried or we weren't married, but he's married and, yeah. you know, he has kids with her. So he's doing in a lot better place that told people, I don't think he would have got sober with me. I think that I just, I reminded him of, you know, certain things without addiction yeah. and everything. I don't yeah. think he would ever got sober, but you cling to those nice times, right? You cling yes. to the times that they like made you feel good. And that we have all these wonderful memories together and you kind of like black out that part. Yeah, we do, but, but that's, that's a, hu that's a human thing because we're designed to adapt. Like it doesn't matter. It could be the most toxic thing, but as a human, just our bodies, our minds for survival, we adapt. And so even though we break that, the cycle of the, what's to a toxic adaption, you still, it's an addiction, you know, it's yeah. the same thing. Like your body adapts to drugs, your body adapts to alcohol, and then you take it away. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, because that was a norm. And so, like you said, you know, if you hadn't met your husband, maybe you would have went back. If I hadn't gone home and been surrounded by my, my family, cause I'd been gone from home, you know, since I went to college, you know, so right. that was many years. I had to go back and be reminded of who I was again. And then I started to do to do what I loved. I was reminded who I was and I started to do what I love, which is my music. Right. And so I, I became a, a female led band leader. I was playing bass singing around around the country and some on some of the biggest stages I played Summerfest open for artists like Pitbull Anthony Hamilton and then some and so you know and so I was out and in doing that 
it was like, why, why am I going back? And so right. in the same way, you finding love in another form, it's like, I can't, no, I'm in love. Like, so, so I, I believe God or the, you know, whatever it is that any, that you guys believe that there's something bigger and it knows if I could just, if she could just get free, I'll give her something else, you know? And right. so I think we just got free long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, another path, yeah, yeah. Because my ex was trying to win me back. He was just like, let me buy her all these things and tell her how pretty she is and tell her how I'll change. It would have never happened. It exactly. Never happened. And you know, That's I'm proud of him now for being sober and everything like that. I mean. I still wouldn't want to be with him right now. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm the same way. Like, honestly, I'm not a grudgeful person. And so the people that um, I've been in, in relationship with where uh, it, it, it didn't work out or even specifically that guy I was talking about. Um, yeah, I don't hate him. Like, you know, sometimes yeah. you feel like, you know, oh, I'm going to hate. No, I don't. I, I really don't hate him. I wish him well. He remarried a couple times. I'm not sure if he's still married. He had a couple kids you know, um, but he was a part of my story. Mm -hmm. And honestly, everything that you, that you've gone through guys, I'll say this, everything that you've gone through, I'll say it to you too, Megan, everything that you've gone through was not for nothing. And sometimes that's what we feel like. What, what was that about? Right. Right. <laughs> like, why did that happen? And sometimes if you don't understand it now, this is something that's uh, my grandmother, my grandmother used to say, you'll understand it better by and by. Right. So keep on living. She would say, keep on living. And then you'll look back in the same way. When I was saying when I was a little girl, I couldn't uh, wrap my head around why my mother would leave my father. That didn't make sense. Yeah. You know, but here. looking back, it's like, oh, I see. Yeah. And I'm better because of it. Yep. You know, because there's a lot of things that came out of that side of the family. And I would have been caught in another cycle, a very toxic cycle of alcoholism and so much more. And so it's all a part of a process. Don't it's like when you're reading a book, don't throw it down on chapter 20. Because you're like, oh, this sucks. This is stupid. Finish it, you know, because the end, you don't know what the end is going to be. Like our chapter, we haven't gotten to the end, guys. Like we might, you, you know, I'm on chapter 42. I don't know what chapter 43 is going to be. It <laughs> might be the best chapter in the whole book. Right. You know, and so, you know, don't get don't let it go now. You know, keep keep going. Uh, keep fighting. Keep pushing don't quit and I guarantee you glory is on the other side of the finish line I can you know you can tell that your mom's a pastor like, oh god <laughs> I'm a minister too I don't oh, throw it out what I am I'm a minister <laughs> I'm a licensed go. minister yeah it just makes a lot of sense um so as we wrap up the podcast today what would you like to leave the inspired women audience with I love it. And I love the name of your podcast too. You. Inspired Women. Hopefully uh, you all have been inspired in some way. I think what I'd love to leave the audience with is uh, just a reminder that you are enough. I, I say it all the time time but it is so true a lot of times we feel like once we get to once we lose the weight once we get the job once we find the love then it's going to be then it's going to be enough then I'll be complete but you're enough right now right even if it doesn't feel like it right and so I always say now that you revealed that I'm a minister now I can say it so I always say so I always like to say so that if you know whatever it is that you pray um say okay well if I'm enough and if, if I have everything that I need, show me where to find the resource, 
the provision. If it's here, where is it? Because sometimes you have what you need, but you just don't know where to look, right? Yeah. So if I have it, then where do I look? So that's always my prayer. And the, and the last thing I'll say is have an attitude of gratitude. That will open so many doors when you come in with a good attitude and you're grateful for, for what you have. The, the sky is the limit after that. And I keep saying in the last thing. And the last <laughs> thing. <laughs> Love you. I just got to say it. You know, choose you because you are the one person that you will spend your entire life with. Why not fall in love along the way? Exactly. I love that you said you like the name of the podcast and I'll tell people right now, I believe that every woman has a story and that story is inspirational. Everybody has a personal journey. And even if you think my journey is mundane, nobody will find inspiration. I guarantee they will. I hear from listeners all the time that say, I may not have experienced that thing that that guest did, But I found, I took something away from it. I found inspiration in what they did. And I looked at that, like they've told me before, I looked at that and what they've been through and think, man, I can get through what I'm going through. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Brandy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, Megan. You are, you make me feel so comfortable. Oh God! (laughs) And so, you know, a many blessings to you and to all of your listeners, you know, I'm definitely wishing you the very best. Thank you for being a part of the inspired women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at inspired women podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.